My brothers and sisters in Jesus, on this beautiful day, the Lord has given to us again to live for Him. A Holy Mother Church points us to one of the theological virtues which we receive during baptism. The other virtues we all know, it's also love and hope. But today we are talking of faith. So we have faith, hope, and love. So each and every one of us, through baptism, we were given those gifts. But those gifts are not meant to just be there without using them, without making them to grow. We are encouraged this morning through all the readings we've just heard from Habakkuk, St. Paul to Timothy, and our Lord himself. We're encouraged to practice, to live out the faith which we have all received, to fan it into flames. The apostles rightly ask the Lord, increase our faith, because we want to be instrument of God's manifold gifts of love around us. We want to be able to say things and the things happen. Things come to pass with the help of God. Increase our faith. But the Lord, he's saying to them, you already have it. You already receive it. So what next is for you to be able to make use of it? And that's how it grows. That's how it gets to the sycamore tree. That's how it expands its roots. So we cannot really get to the point where we could say things and the things happen. We could just, you know, when Jesus is talking about, you know, you uprooting, saying to this mountain, you know, be uprooted and go elsewhere. When he's talking about that, he doesn't mean it literally, but he's saying that A person who trusts absolutely in him will do the impossible. Why? Because it is not that person that does this, but the power of God working through the life of the person. So that's why when we say uh, we're talking of faith, this person has faith and the other person doesn't have faith. There is a beautiful distinction that St. Thomas Aquinas, even as um, the Archbishop Fulton Sheen, all agree to. They say that those, the distinction between someone who doesn't have faith, someone, say for instance, a pagan, and the person who has faith is this. A person who does not have faith relies on his or her own reason, of course, reason, the gift of the intellect that's given by God, he relies only on that and he thinks that he is able to do anything. He thinks that because he is educated, maybe in the things of the world, is a professor or whatever uh, position he is in the academia world, he thinks he's able to do, to know the truth. But in the actual sense, he or she 
will not be able to get to the deepest truth. Of course, the consequence of that is what we see today in our own society, that most people that, are, that claim to be very well educated lack just the most basic knowledge of the fundamental human rights. Sometimes they lack the basic knowledge of morality. So what do we say? Well, the person who has faith is someone who lives in a state of grace. Someone who allow himself to be enlightened, his intellect be enlightened with the light of faith, which Christ himself can only be able to offer. The one that is able to allow the gift that he already received, he fans that into flames through making use of all the gifts that the Lord has given already, like the gift of the sacraments. Take, for instance, reconciliation, which unlocks the door of God's graces to us, which makes us more closer and open to be able to discern those gifts clearly. Reconciliation, the sacraments, helps us, nourished us, help us to be able to see that, oh, I do not have everything. I don't know anything. I don't know everything. But there is someone who knows better than I do. So that self-knowledge, we come to realize it there. And that is one way of fanning into flames the faith we already have. Another way would be just being in the community, part of the community. Sometimes people say, well, it's about being, you know, in a place where you have accountability partners. So that when you are no longer in the chapel, as you've always been, and someone will point it out to you and say, oh, it's been a while, I've not seen you. So that if you're no longer coming to Mass, a member of that community would say, oh, I've not seen this person. Maybe I just have to give him a, or her a call. So that's accountability. And by so doing, our faith is being enkindled with the fire of God. Because we are not alone by ourselves. We are, we are part of a family. We are in a group. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ, at the time of Habakkuk, he, he looked around him. He saw that, oh, everything was just full of confusion. Things were not working out well. The prevalence of injustice. But the Lord said to Habakkuk, be faithful, continue to do what you have been doing, and let me be in charge. Let me take over from there. Because only those who are faithful will see the glorious manifestation of my power at work. This reminds me some time ago, when I was about to go into to enter college, I received an admission um, back home in West Africa um, to a particular college which uh, I never 
had been in that city before or that state before. So I did something very foolish, which I would not advise any young person to do here. Um, and just that was just to get into a bus and uh, head to the place. I did not have any accommodation. I did not even know any person in that part of the world. This was the western part of my country, Nigeria. And uh, I just stepped out of the bus when we got to our destination. And this was at night, because there are certain things that was going on, so it, our journey was delayed. So we actually landed at night. Um, and I turned and asked one of the passengers, whom I didn't even speak to at, inside the bus, I asked for a favor at least to help me um, just pass the night uh, in his place. And I later realized he was a very wonderful man with a good you know, family. He had a beautiful family. He was a Muslim. When I got that night to where this man was, uh, staying, I realized that the following day that uh, I was the only Christian around in the village. And uh, this, I was really, you know, concerned about it. You could imagine the fear instantly. Um, the only thing that wakes you up is always the Muslim cry or call for prayer, Al-Akbar. That's what woke me up every morning. And I was just staying here because he was so generous. He gave me a place to stay so that I would be able to find, look for an apartment letter. So the point is that at that moment, I realized that it was time to begin to look up to the one who is able to protect and keep me. It's time to be reunited to him. It's time to, you would say, exercise the faith that I have already received in baptism. And that is to begin to pray. Start praying and start relying on God. Then I looked for places where we could find like a church. I found it in a different village, and I had to go like um, five miles down there from time to time for Mass. So, at the end of it all, what's the point I'm trying to make? Is that there are times in our lives that we get to the point whereby we have no other option than to just rely absolutely on God's help. That's is what the Lord is reminding us today. We all have those moments. That's the moments that he wants us to have every time. Just rely on me. Be faithful. Share. Because faith will always be rekindled as we continue to proclaim it. We proclaim it with our lives. We don't have to all be theologians. Of course, St. Thomas Aquinas would say that a little child who knows a catechism very well, who can truly, boldly come out and say, God created me, 
to live for Him, to love Him, to spend eternity with Him forever. Saint Thomas says that person is even more knowledgeable than any of the scholars or professors that do not really believe in that truth. So you see, it's absolutely a gift which we have to nurture for, to make it grow, to make it strong, so that at the end of our journey in life, we will always say to the Lord, yes, Lord, thank you for those gifts which you gave to me. Thank you for the ability that you gave me to discern those gifts. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. We appreciate what we have. So let us continue to fan the flames of faith. This evening, we will be having a holy hour. For those of us that know that, during that time, there is always reconciliation being offered, sacrament of uh, penance and confession. So it's a good time to fan into flames what we have. And if it's been a while that you have made a visit to the Blessed Sacrament, it's a good way to fan into flames our faith. If it's been quite some time that we may have had to open our own Bible, because one of the problems we usually encounter with our separated brethren is always that in the Catholic Church we do not talk about scriptures. We don't read Bible. But there is nobody in the church that would tell you that you don't have to read the Bible. So let's, it's time we could just stop and begin to go back to that first love that we have with the Lord. What is he trying to say to me? When we read, we hear from the Lord. That's how it works. So let us fan into flames the faith which we already have and let it grow so that when the time comes, we would be able to make use of it without fear because the Lord is always by our side to help us. So as we draw near to this holy sacrifice of the altar, it might be a good time to also lay aside every doubt and fear and let him transform each and every one of you with his love and his light of faith. <laughs>